Blog Talk Radio. Americana reggae, yep, we got it. And pure stripped-down rock and roll, we have that too. The Space Cadets and the Simpkin Project join us today, and we also have a surprise guest, so stay tuned. From Los Angeles, California, it's Music Friday Live, brought to you by World Arts, a global platform for musicians, fans, and the music industry, and by MySanFelipeVacation.com, your source for a great getaway on the Sea of Cortez. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. This is your show. These bands are here to talk with you, so you can always call in, 347-215-7511, or email us. You know, if you're sitting there at work and you've got your headphones on and you can't make phone calls, well, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Well, I want to say welcome, of course, to our listeners here on the uh, Blog Talk Radio uh, platform and to our listeners on the CyberStationUSA.com network and their radio affiliates, some of whom will hear us right away live and some of whom will hear us later tonight. also want to say hi to everybody listening on Stitchers or listening to us on iTunes or on the Artistic Network in London. And, of course, you'll be hearing us tomorrow morning. If you're listening live and you have questions or comments, for our guest, call in 347-215-7511. Or if you're not listening live, you can email us, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Well, we have a special surprise guest, and here she is, Ari. Hi there, Ari. Hey, Patrick. How are you? I'm great, and I know you're great because you've got an, an album release show coming up, don't you? It's a single release and short film screening. My EP Disorder is coming out end of May in time for Mental Health Awareness Month. And um, we're encouraging donations at my show to jack.org for Mental Health Youth Network in Canada. And joining me on the bill is another Canadian. As you know, I'm Canadian. So it's a, the Canadian Forces at Dirty Laundry for two live performances and, and a film screening, which is about five to eight minutes in length. And it's a free show. Um, so I'm very excited. <laughs> okay, well, I'm excited too. And, and I'm actually going to be there, and I want everybody else to be there too because it's going to be a great show. And, and sorry, I said album. I'm making you work too hard. Right? I, I wish. Uh, if only anybody was anticipating an album and I had the funds, you know, one day I'll have a full album. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, being a, an independent mu- musician uh, is so difficult these days. I really appreciate you for doing it, that uh, you are um, sticking in there. Well, tell us a little bit about the film that's going along with the release. So the short film is titled Grace, and it's written and directed by my boyfriend, who actually just got a film on Netflix. So if you want to check out his movie, he started in, in it and wrote it. It's called Ben's at Home. I'm very lucky that uh, he's my partner in crime for this project. I I told him I wanted to do something meaningful, and he really racked his brain to come up with a creative idea, and he chose some of his friends who are CFC, which is Canadian Film Conservatory graduates. It's a really prestigious conservatory in Canada, 
and um, they're in it along with a very young, amazing, talented actor named Serafina, and she plays the young daughter who experiences her father's her father going through severe depression, and so it's that change that alter from you know when you go from innocence and not really understanding what somebody's going through, and then it's called Grace because her name's Grace, but also to show how the father gracefully explains what he's going through in an abstract way that a child can understand. And we interwove my music in the short film, and the the first cut is playing at Dirty Laundry in the final version in Toronto on November 29th. So I'm very excited. We hope to get it into festivals so we can do a festival run and continue the dialogue for mental health awareness, hopefully on a larger scale. Well, of course, that makes you a dual media threat, right? <laughs> that you can uh, deliver your message in, in two medias, uh, two mediums at a time. And I really appreciate that. Well, I'm going to be there and I want all of our uh, our listeners who are in the Southern California area to be there. So we should probably remind them once again so they have a chance to, to write it down or put it into their uh, their calendars. Uh, uh, Sounds when, great. when and where. So let's have the details so once more. This Tuesday, November 14th at Dirty Laundry, 9 p.m. doors. It's a free show. But like I said, I'm encouraging donations to jack.org. And um, there's, the screening starts around 9.30, and then there's my performance and another Canadian. Her name's Adeline, performing right after my set. And tell, do you know where Dirty Laundry is? Dirty Laundry, I think it's 1250 North Hudson Avenue. But if you Google, just to make sure I'm right, La- uh, Dirty, Dirty Laundry Hollywood, an address will pop up. Also, you can right. find any details on my, my social media, which is at I am. A-R-I music. Okay. Well, I will be there. I want everybody else to be there. And congratulations. And thank you for taking the time to call in. Thank you for having me. I appreciate your support a lot. And I look forward to seeing you on Tuesday. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Well, um, before our next guest is is with us, that's the Space Cadets. And uh, while they, they get ready to come on board, I want to play you a little bit of Ari's uh, new song, and that is Tunnel Vision. So here's Tunnel Vision by Ari. You wanna run around town with another girl around your neck? I hate you. I gave away my youth. Oh, 
it just always seemed to kind of uh, distract from distract from uh, I guess the core of the the sounds. So we've we've kind of steered away from it, but um, um, we haven't. We're, I think we're still trying to kind of be like John was saying. Uh, so it's a process. Okay. Well, let's let, let, let's let our our audience uh, in on what we're talking about. I want to give them a little uh, a little taste of your music, and this is kissing. <laughs> song um it, it sounds like it's a story of a girl you met in boston on your east coast tour am, am i am i close on that uh <laughs> a little bit before that okay all right um good yeah so so we uh zach went to college in boston i grew up like kind of by that in connecticut um so we both kind of been to boston for long periods of time on end so um you know it's a great great nope. city it it is it is. I went to college there myself. Okay, well, uh, you know most of the lyrics are pretty clear. I I, I don't want it. You you don't want to have anything to do with me. I don't know why, which is sort of a familiar problem for a lot of guys. But there's a lyric in there that does confuse me a bit. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. Um, the lyric that confuses me is. I put ink in my veins if the Jews look the other way and let me in the grave. What does that refer to? Uh, it refers to um, uh, tattoos. Tattoos. Uh, you're in the Jewish religion. You're not um, able to be buried in a in an Orthodox cemetery with if you have markings on your skin, tattoos, uh, and uh, so that's that's the reference to that. I'll be darned. I didn't know that, and and half my family's yeah. Jewish. I figure I should know that. Interesting. Okay, <laughs> but they are. They aren't Orthodox, though they're Reformed. Okay. Well, thank you for clearing that up. Um, yeah. You know, I like the, I like the way you build uh, the with starting with the guitar riff that kind of forms a backbone for the music, and and the drumming is sort of light jazz like. It's present, but it's not forward. Um, and your the bass line there is is a texture. Uh, the, the words are so clearly center stage. Are your live performances that smoothly integrated? Can you do that on stage as well as in the studio? Yeah, yeah. You know, 
Yeah, I, I think like we're, <laughs> at least from most people tell us, is we're probably better alive. Um, I don't think we've like, any of us have really spent enough time in a studio to really like get that down. Like all of our recordings have been, you know, we go in for a day and we just get everything done that we possibly can. And then whatever it sounds like, that's, that's really it. Um, and with live, it's like, you know, we've been playing, you know, 50 shows a year, uh, minimum wow. for the past like three or so years. So it, it's, wow. I, I feel like that's kind of really where we shine. Um, it might be shows live that do, it's a little more energetic, but um, pretty, saying, pretty much the same, same kind of thing. I want to stop you for a second. 50 shows a year, that's just yeah. about one a week. Yeah, yeah I'd that, say that's about right. Wow. Numbers. <laughs> that is incredible. Those are, those are rookie yeah. numbers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm impressed. Okay. Whoa. Um, who, who writes the music or do you kind of share that? Um, yeah, usually, uh, you know, it'll start, it usually starts with, um, you know, uh, starts with me and then, and then John and I, um, John and I put, put together the rest. And, but you actually do yeah. write music. Zach, Zach writes the lyrics and then we kind of, okay. you know, uh, meld it in, try and find something that works like the kind of the right way to present it and, you know which parts need to shine, which parts need to sit back, like where the, where the pulse is, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. so. Seems to work pretty well. Uh, now I've heard you say that you've got a whole lot of songs in your inventory. Sometimes I think I saw a number of 40. There are 10 songs on the, uh, you call it an EP, let the kids play uh, a 10 songs. You know, that's an album. Why do you call it an EP? Uh, I think there's just four, uh, there's three on the last EP we put out, and then four on the. Um, so the the one we just put out, let we'll the kids play. There's only three tracks on that one. Yeah. So so there's I think like all together like out there's ten songs, but they're from okay. like uh, like three different recordings. So we just right. like okay. had three different EPs instead of like the full album. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Spotify presents it as kind of all, all in one, but uh, yeah, that, that makes good sense. You know, there's another song on the album or on the EP uh, that you have to kind of really listen closely to. And I did several times. It's called way too loud. And I'm going to play a little bit of it here. How I raise, cause the body's just a vessel central to my mantra, mental thing for you. Talk my political agenda. Speak softly and wield a big stick, be slick and quick to take a pic to remember splendor. The past is the narrative, the present is potentially essential. Back to the basics, hindsight's 2020, where all these fools chasing that money, money. Can't chill on the underwear, they rest both tumbling down. The truth will find both you and I buried six feet underground. So I can't chill on the underwear, they rest both tumbling down. The truth will find both you and I buried six feet underground. Woo! Yeah, there's so much hate 
put my toes to the roof of my mouth And I've been trying so hard, so hard to push it back down But the sounds in my head are going way too loud uh, First of all, let me just say that uh, way too loud is uh, anything but too loud, right? Uh, the, uh-huh. If anything, the, the music in that is really kind of understated so that the song demands really good concentration on the lyrics. And there's a lot in the lyrics to consider in this, of course, in this song and uh, in others, there are religious references. And in this one, you sing Judaism, hold the crucifixion. Rabbi said I was a minch despite the presence of the marijuana stench. Hence, I drag the ad across the lambskin parchment. Hardships written in immaculate Hebrew. See-through is the boy who prays to a God he thinks will listen to a member of the chosen people. Whoa, whoa. I'm not sure I can deconstruct that without a rabbi or a room full of rabbis to argue about it. (laughs) Uh, Is that personal experience? Who was the boy who prayed to a God who thought he would listen uh, I'm not sure. That's a good question. Could be. It could be anyone. Okay. So it's not necessarily personal experience. Not necessarily. Correct. Not necessarily. Okay. Well, I'm sure we're going to get emails from people asking if God listens. So I'm going to let that one go for a while. But um, <laughs> reference there to a member of the chosen people. Does it? Does it? Are you saying it does or doesn't matter? If uh, the prayer prayers come from quote the chosen people, yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I honestly like don't, I don't really want to get into uh, like explain the lyrics because okay. it'll, it's gonna take away from, it's gonna take away from it. Okay. I, just, I would just rather let it be, and and then you know you can interpret it the way that you want to interpret it. Okay. All right. Well, there, there's, there's a, there is another question though in there, and that does marijuana eradicate mentionists, but uh, maybe you don't want to get into that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't I, think so. I think I, I know I, I know quite a few Jews who smoke, so I think I think we're safe. <laughs> a lot of my family. Um, are you? Uh, <laughs> all right. Let me remind our audience that you're listening to Music Friday Live, and we're talking with Zach and John of the Los Angeles band Space Cadets about their new release, Let the Kids Play. We're also talking about God and Minchness and marijuana and lots of other things of great interest. You can talk with them, too. You can call in 347-215-7511, or you can email us, as many of you already have. You can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Let's, let's go to the uh, the emails here. Uh, Perry in San Diego. So when do we get to party with you here in San Diego? You you can't keep all the fun up in L.A. Oh, yeah. We'd love to come to San Diego. San Diego would be awesome. I think our music, we, I, we actually have, we've had conversations a lot about how we think our music might be a better, better sort of perceived down uh down in the San Diego area, it's, it's it's more of like a relaxed vibe down there. I feel like in LA. Okay. Yeah, yeah right. we'll, we'll be down there in the spring. We'll find a way to get down there this spring. Okay. Well, Perry, keep track of how, how should Perry keep track of your gigs? Um, if you want to go, just uh, space spacecatsband dot com. Um, yeah, we post them all on Instagram and Facebook and all that too. So, 
uh, okay. social media. <laughs> All right. Uh, Rachel in L.A. wants to know, if have you ever added a keyboard like a B2? And also, what kind of a guitar do you play for lead guitar? Um, yeah, we have we have been uh, messing around with piano. We have used piano in, in a few of our songs before. Um, and uh, I, I play a, a Taylor acoustic guitar. It's a Taylor uh, 312. And I've, I've had it for a, a really long time. It's, it's, it's um, uh, yeah, I've had it for, I think, like 12 years, 13 years, and it's, it's held up, it's held up pretty well. Oh, I love that sound. I really do. Um, let's see. Uh, Willie Way in San Francisco wants to know who's your bass player. He's really good. Yeah, so is our, our buddy Dan, Dan Creed. Uh, he actually left the band uh, about a month ago. So we're, uh, you know, we're looking for, for new people right now, kind of kind of playing with friends and, and trying to figure that out. Uh, okay. If there's any bass players out there, we, uh, we need one. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that just came out of, um, let's see. Oh, remix in New York city. Uh, wants to know why are your lyrics always so dark and complicated and your music, your music is so much fun. You're messing with our minds. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's awesome. That's really awesome. I don't yeah, know. I think happy uh, it just comes out that way, right? John, it just comes out that way. Yeah, I, I think like you know we didn't do it intentionally, but when you listen back, like all the best music is pretty like you know happy, sad. Um, you know, you can listen to it at face value, or you can choose to dig a little bit deeper. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I obviously, uh, uh, um, remix has dug a little bit deeper, and and remix. All I can say is. Go see them live, buy the records, and uh, listen even more. Well, unfortunately, uh, we've been having too much fun because my engineer is telling us we are out of time. So people really should go get your music. Now, where is the best place they can go get your music? It's, uh, it's everywhere, man. It's, uh, it's on Spotify. It's on iTunes. It's on, uh, it's on, uh, it's on everything. So whatever your preferred method of... Uh, of uh, consuming music is there's an outlet for you. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. All the usual online uh, locations uh, are your yeah, music. We're is everywhere, man. You're, you're everywhere. Okay. You can't, can't get away from them. Well, Zachary Wexelman <laughs> and John, John Coco, I really thank you for joining us today. Uh, and I, uh, I look forward to many more songs and albums from you because you guys really rock. Sure. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you so much. Okay. Uh, we're going to take a, a quick break here. And um, we have a new, we have another guest waiting for us. But before that, we have to hear from uh, our broadcast partner, World Arts. World Arts brings the entire music world together on one global stage. We give artists the tools to sell and license their music, interact with industry pros, and play live to a whole new audience. Wherever they are on their journey, we want artists to get paid for what they create. At World Arts, fans can discover new songs, get exclusive rewards, and crowdfund projects for artists. 
brands can offer opportunities for artists to create original content that fans can instantly vote on and share. World Arts is the global music platform where we can all rise above the noise. Take your career to the next level. Discover new artists. At World Arts, it's all about the music. Music Friday Live is a partner with World Arts, and like they said, it's a global music platform that connects artists with fans and bands and industry pros, and we are part of it, so you should be too. www.worldarts.com. It's free. doesn't cost you anything. We're there, and you should be there too. You know, if you've never heard the music of the Simpkin Project, you have a real treat coming. The, the Southern California band plays a blend of reggae and blues and rock and Americana that is totally unique. They have soul. They have harmony. They create a sound that blends authentic roots, reggae rhythms, and a wall of sound production style with Americana harmonies and feel. There's just nothing like it. Phil Simpkin and Sean Taylor, co-lead vocalists, have been with the band since its inception which is, I guess, why it's called The Simpson Project, right? Um, and they've been indulging their love of reggae and their skill in mixing it with all the other forms that they mix it with. The result is a joyful, danceable, whole lot of fun kind of music, and they're releasing a new album called Beam of Light. This, uh, actually, they have released it at the end of September, and we've got them and songs from that album with us here today. Phil and Sean, welcome music for, to Music Friday Live. Oh, man, so good to be here. Thank you. Yeah, awesome. Great program. And I understand that uh, the first voice was Phil and the second voice was Sean. Is that correct? Yep, that's me. This is Phil Simpkin from The Simpkin Project. And okay. Sean Taylor, the other singer from the Simpkin Project and keyboard okay, player. Okay, all right. Well, I've been having so much fun listening to your music and, and, and also watching your videos this week. Uh, you guys are kind of a walking party, or as a friend <laughs> of mine used to say, a party in a guitar case. Uh, I understand <laughs> <laughs> I understand that you love and revere reggae. I, 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 I get that, but... But where did the idea come from to combine it with roots music and even throw in a bit of Latin influence and blues and stuff like that? Uh, I mean, that's kind of the thing is uh, we're going to sit down and kind of have like a general plan. We just all tried to, you know, play reggae the best way we knew and, and kind of just all those influences you have show up and it's made the blend on its own. And so it's it's grown. It, it's, we didn't, you know, set out to necessarily do such a blend but it's just you know the more music we make the more it seems to happen so yeah the older well it works and it works really well so i want to play a song on the new album the beam of light that just kept me moving all week uh this is uh this is hustling in this town I gotta keep my pace so I can't slow down I keep hustling, 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 hustling daily 
Yesterday, um, I put I've got this, these headphones with a real long flexible cord on them in the studio. So I put those on and I sort of danced around to that song. So while I was dancing, I was also paying attention to the lyrics, especially one verse. Every day running, some days can last for so long. I gotta calm myself as I move along. It keeps pushing me, pushing me, pushing me, pushing me, baby. We're gonna meet real soon when my work is done. Um, is that a comment on the music industry today? Um, it easily could be. I mean, uh, we, we always try to write in such terms that it really, you know, uh, encompasses, you know, uh, kind of many scenarios, you know, someone could identify with. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, God, that's one of the biggest hustles of all industries, you know. Okay. Uh, I kind of got that feeling as I was listening to it. Uh, there's an even more interesting verse in there, though. It says, live with feeling, live with purpose. Hear the calling from deep within your soul. Find the meaning. Let's keep searching. Find the way with me. Um, you know, if you can pull that off every day, living with feeling and purpose in music, I think you found one of life's secrets. So so what's your purpose? Um, you know, I, I wear more than one hat, but I think our purpose is definitely – you know, bringing, you know, beauty, the, the realization of beauty and the wonder of life, you know, uh, to people where it's easily belittled. And uh, we think, you know, this kind of music and reggae itself is good to do that. And, uh, and to look at your life critically, you know, uh, you know, dig a little deeper and, uh, and, you know, in a, like a philosophical sense, you know, find that purpose, that drive, that thing you're going to do that's going to benefit you and everyone around you. Well, the new album, um, which I think is, is what, your fourth album, is that right? Yep, fourth studio album. Fourth studio album, which is called Beam of Light. So I want our, our audience to hear just a little bit of the, the title song. This is the song, Beam of Light. Perfectly with the beat and the bass notes, which which 
the base kind of hangs back there and adds another little layer to the entire construction. So nice piece of music craftsmanship. Thank you. You know, there's, there's, there's um, some, some lines in there. Uh, You sing in the world, in the world, in the world, there is a beam of light everywhere, everywhere. There's a beam of light. Um, Song sounds kindly, vaguely biblical and vaguely druggy, and I wonder, you know, what's the content? <laughs> what's the con- yes. we've, we've got email. We've got an email here already from from uh, uh, Rampadu in uh, Los Angeles who wants to know what's the beam of light. So why don't we just ask, what's the beam of light? <laughs> That's a good question, by the way. Um, you know, especially something, I guess it's somewhat pantheistic in that sense, right? We're just saying it's everywhere and everything. And uh, it is one of those, you know, inner realizations that someone might experience, you know, a moment of oneness. And, uh, you know, and, and so it, it's meditative, it's mystical, it's mantra-esque, you know, maybe a little too simple for people that don't understand that part of it. But, uh, yeah, it's supposed to be just a walking meditation and to make you realize the light in everything, you know, every part okay. of your life. I, I, like, I like that term, mantra-esque. I'm going to have to add that to my own vocabulary. That's great. <laughs> I, guess, I guess that's what um, songwriters do is they, is they make up new words. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we can, yeah. Poetry, we, you know, it's, uh, well, I, I, and funny you mentioned that because we we have a saying around the studio here that poetry's not dead. We just call it lyrics now. Yeah, and, right. Uh, so true. Yeah, it's so it's yeah. so true. Um, I, I noticed in your videos that, that someone is playing the huiro, uh, which is an instrument that's usually only found in Latin and Latino music, you know, like cumbia and salsa. Um, I don't see a lot of reggae bands use the huiro outside of Jamaica. Uh, how is it that that it appears with you. Where did you get the huero from? Um, well, our percussion player, Sergio Sandoval, is one of his favorite genres of music is, um, you know, cumbia and Latin music in general, Latin jazz. And when we were younger, just making the albums in the studio, we just, we went to the store and bought all the little percussion pieces we thought would be cool to have. And at first it was just, using it because it sounded cool and it seemed like it just fit. And, um, you know, I have a background in percussion as well. So these were things that I was, these were instruments that I was familiar with from high school and I knew how to use them and put them in arrangements. So once Sergio joined the band, um, it was, he heard, he heard the, the, the parts that were there and was like, Hey, I could, I could play these. And once he learned how to play it, he started incorporating it on his own and all the other tunes as well. So it's kind of just, it kind of just showed up out of necessity. Um, we liked the way it sounded. We put it in the song and then Sergio liked playing it and then added it more and more as uh, new songs were, you know, created. Neat. Great. No, I, I love it too. I, I actually have one myself. I'm, I'm a little bit of a percussionist. Uh, and for our, our listeners who don't know what we're talking about, a huiro is a either metal or wooden tube with serrations on it. And you scrape a stick up and down the side of it. And you know, if I, if I could, if I had one handy, maybe I'll get, I'll, we might, we'll, we'll play, we'll get one for the, in a minute. Uh, you'll know the sound instantly. Uh, also, but, you know, I did notice, I don't see steel drums in your videos, uh, although I see congas and bongos. Uh, do you ever play steel drums? No, uh, steel drums tends to be a, like a little bit, 
I think that's uh, you know from a different island. Is I don't think that's particularly Jamaican, uh, but I could be wrong. But we don't need you know. I when I was younger, I really thought that there would be steel more steel drum in reggae music because of its you know down from the being from the Caribbean and um, surprisingly we don't hear it that much. So it's definitely a layer that I wouldn't you know as a band would be fun to explore for a tune, but just never. Uh, it's kind of it's a melodic percussion instrument as opposed to like you know uh, the congas and the bongas which are more you know atonal they don't really have a a particular you know necessarily pitch as like a, a steel drum could could easily play a melody right along with a guitar or a vocal or something and uh, oh. maybe in the future but, we'll try playing around with it but never really have in- integrated those into the into the sound yet. Yeah, it does. It yeah. just has. It is a tropical, you know, thing, and I, I think, you know, sorry to correct you, Ted. I, I believe it is Jamaica where it comes from, but uh, oh, okay. it's 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 it, with different styles, you know, and so there is, I think, this kind of more tropical kind of sound uh, to to reggae, and then there is one kind of like Bob and every like uh, kind of the more major reggae artists we listen to. They, it's it's not even like that, and and you know. Uh, it doesn't really necessarily have like just the strictly happy, dancey kind of vibe to it, uh, where you see, you know, the whalers are called the whalers because they said it means just to mourn, you know, which is kind of a, uh, you have both sides, you know, um, so reggae is, you know, just so big, it's it, it's interesting. I'm sure it's funny. Okay, all right, I I, I get that. Uh, let me remind our audience that we're talking with uh, Phil Simpkin and Sean Taylor of the Simpkin Project about their new album, Beam of Light. We're also talking about reggae music, steel drums, and lots of other stuff, and you can talk with them too. You can call in 347-215-7511, or you can email us like many of you have, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Why don't we turn to some of the emails here because uh, people have questions for you. Um, awesome. <laughs> Recess Now, who, who says that he or she is in Los Angeles and San Diego, wants to know, does everybody dance at your gigs? Is it, are they set up for dancing? Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Most, most definitely. That's the vibe we're trying to create. You know, if there were no seats, that would be even better. But, uh, yeah, people dance. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, go ahead, John. Yeah, um, I think dancing is something – the venues that we play at, when we have gigs that we play where dancing is difficult, those shows are never as good as when people can get out and express themselves and get a sweat going and get in time with the band. When you dance, you become part of the band. You be you're 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 on you know you're locked with the drums and now everyone's connected through dancing and singing, and it's almost like the band grows by a few hundred, uh, you know, every time we play. And so dancing is almost is definitely a culture, you know, we try to bring about with the music. People can come out and dance and express themselves and have a good time. Yeah, so great about reggae. Uh, Sylvia in Tampa wants to know, have you ever played in or gone to Jamaica? No, I, we haven't. And uh, we know a band from upstate New York who once did it, you know, and, uh, I'm sure it's an interesting experience for reggae, American reggae bands to be going to Jamaica to play. But uh, but no, we haven't. Uh, we would love to. All right. I got an email. Uh, I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, uh, Lisa4042 in Austin wants to know if you've ever played at South by Southwest. No, we have not. But 
any invitation we get or in the future, if it comes up, we would love to. I think Austin would be a great city for the Simpkin Project to play in. I think the people in the mind state are tuned into a different frequency than a lot of other places in Texas. And Austin would be definitely is on the map and is in our, is in our, uh, our trajectory here in, in the short term. I hope so. Okay, good. That should be fun. We have a, a, a little comment here from Perry in San Diego who says uh, American reggae bands who go to Jamaica never come back. I'm not quite sure what that means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds scary and also awesome. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they get lost in a cloud of smoke. Um, yeah. Yeah. Lizzie, uh, also in San Diego, wants to know, when is your next gig here? Do you ever play at the, the cash bar or the soda bar? Well, I'm glad she asked that question because next Saturday at the Del Mar racetrack, we are going to be playing with iRation and it's going to be a huge show and there's always a great turnout and it's an early show. It's from four o'clock to seven o'clock after the horse races. And if you pay to go to the horse races, you get to watch the concert for free. So uh, next Saturday down there at the Del Mar racetrack in San Diego, very close to San Diego. And uh, hopefully she comes out and checks the show. So that's Saturday the 18th at the Del Mar that's Racetrack. Correct. And you're going to be playing yep. with Iteration. Iration. Iration. Yeah. Pardon me. Iration. That should be no a lot of fun. So everybody in, in South Southern California, particularly the south end of Southern California, you should uh, check that one out. And if you, whether or not you go to horse races, uh, you should go to the music. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, oh, we have one more here from um, – uh, Rampu, pardon me, Rampu, if I'm mangling your name, Rampu in L.A. and wants to know, what's the largest audience you've ever played for? Oh, good question. What would you yeah, say, I think, Taylor? What yeah, you I, I could think of a, a couple, uh, maybe about six or seven years ago, we played the UCI uh, University of California Irvine Reggae Fest, which was like a traditional reggae fest they threw every year. Uh, we played with the Dirty Heads and a few other big acts, and there was probably four or 5,000 people there. I think, honestly, it's, it's kind of a cool question to ask because this Saturday might be the biggest audience we play in front of. So yeah. um, We've also done One Love yeah. and Cali Roots, and those are, you know, some really big ones, you know, especially that second time around. And so it's kind of hard to judge, but uh, it's a growing scene for reggae music in California right now. And so, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we 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 played in front of you know many groups of people that just you know love that kind of music and uh we just see it keep you know growing and so uh we look forward to this yeah coming weekend okay well let's listen to some more of that unique kind of mu- music and this is uh one of your unique takes on it this is everything you want you want. 
in the chorus is that dubbed or do the two of you just sort of put your voices together in front of the microphone we layer things uh individually on this last album we had some sections where we all gathered around the microphone and sang together but uh typically we kind of do a classic layer by layer approach uh for the vocals it just gives us lots of control and flexibility when panning and and cleaning and and brightening and um, and then it sounds cool too. It actually has a kind of a classic rock sound to it, like a layered sound, maybe like, a, um, you know, like you'd hear like maybe Pink Floyd layers. They do their voices very similar to that. So, um, the Grateful Dead do some layering like that as well amongst many others. So, um, okay. yeah, that's how that one came uh, about. Uh, yeah. Headphones are always, go ahead. Sorry. Headphones are always kind of an issue, you know, with that it's not quite as natural as when all three of us are sitting there, you know, just together in a room. And, uh, and so we love doing it all together, but, uh, you know, the, the modern studio usually works with the, the overdubbing. Okay. All right. Well, which is fairly normal these days, a little aside here. I wanted to give our audience a, a little sample of the, of the hero. I happen to have one here. So here's what it sounds like. That's that's a whirro for all of you who emailed in and wanted to know what the heck I was talking about. And you probably recognize well done. it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That was a very nice sample. A uh, sample. Thank you very much. It's, it's a nice huero. I got it in Cuba. It's a shame, you know, our percussion player Sergio is not here because he studies, you know, percussion in depth. He's even going to school for it now. And he's been to Cuba twice, you know, to study with a, an instructor down there. And so, well, there's uh, a good reason because there's a huge music scene in Habana uh, and some outstanding players. I also picked up a uh, clave there, which, uh, awesome. um, yeah, marble or wood. Uh, what do you think? That sounds wood to me. It is. It is. That's my, great. My, that drum great my, my drum instructor said that's the best clave he's ever heard. I must have paid a fortune for it. I said, well, I got one for $3 on the street. And he said, oh, yeah. why didn't you buy a dozen of them? <laughs> so, yeah, Cuba's got a great, a wonderful music scene. Well, speaking of music scenes, why don't we get, we, we get back to your music scene? Uh, I want to play another example of your music, and this is uh, Some Things Don't Change.
think you're right about that. Some things don't change, uh, like like how to mix polyrhythms and brass and vocals. But I suspect that's not what you're singing about. Uh, but, but that's a great <laughs> song. <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, what yeah, was the? Uh, I mean, you, you. I think you kind of expanded the band there. You you added some some people to, uh, for that song. Am I right? Yeah, our yeah, friend that- Brian Watson and a couple other horn players. Uh, to add that horn layer, that was a, a cool, unique thing. Definitely. And, and you don't yeah, normally horn, have a horn layer, do you? No, we don't. But it's always, it's, it's, you know, it's a little bit more difficult to get horn players at the shows and to coordinate everyone. But it's really easy to get them to come in and spend a day or two in the studio. And, you know, you can see a band live, and they can put on a totally different experience from their CD or their album. And that's kind of what happens with us is we create an experience on an album, and then we create an experience uh, on the stage. And if if people come to see your show and you sound identical to your CD, but they get to see you play it, I mean, that's cool, but there's that's not enough dynamics for us. So we tend to for listening experiences in a very controlled environment, like a recording studio where people can have the abilities to listen to things over and over and over again at their leisure. We really try to create an experience that's bountiful and layered and lush and fun. And then when you come see us live, it's going to be different, but it's different in those, in a, in a different way and in a good way. So that's, that's what happened. uh, That's usually what happens with Simkin albums. We, we try to make uh, the biggest thing possible. And then when we play live, we try to, represent it as best as we can, but also make a live show out of it. Jam longer, improvise, um, you know, those kind and of soak things. up the energy from all those people dancing. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, we have time for one more song and uh, I've, I've been looking forward to this all through the entire interview. This is passion. Right with blood, please say, right with passion. Right with faith, right with love, right with love, they say, right with passion, right with but one with a real twist to it. I, um, there's some interesting words in there. 
right with blood, they say, right with passion, right with pain, right with loving. Uh, those sounds like good advice for anybody in music and ones I, I, advice I think you follow yourself. Later on in the song, you talk about being lonely, is, which is not something I usually hear in, in, in uh, your music or in, or, or in uh, this music at all. Um, uh, it seems like it must be kind of hard to, to be lonely when you've got hundreds or thousands of people dancing in front of you. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's the classic kind of trope. And uh, I think that, you know, it, it's important to, to show people that reggae does have many dynamics to it. Um, you know, emotional dynamics to it. And uh, yeah, like Bob, early whalers, they often, you know, are talking about that. All my life I've been a lonely man, you know? Um, and right. so we, we, and, and you know, I, I really identified with that growing up listening to reggae and really hearing, you know, especially Catch a Fire, which is, you know, kind of mm. more rock oriented reggae. And it kind of fires off and, and starts that British scene, which still continues like the lead guitars and, very similar stuff, Steel Pulse, Oswald. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's powerful. It can, you know, represent all kinds of, you know, feelings and, and emotions. Well, we don't want you to be lonely. Uh, so why don't, once again, we tell people where they can get your music, how best to follow you, and remind them of the upcoming show this Saturday. Yes, we have a website, www.simpkinproject.com. Um, if that's a strange word to you, it's S-I-M-P-K-I-N Project. It's Phil's last name. And on there you could find merchandise and links to music. You could play music directly from our website, entire songs. But you could also find us on Spotify and iTunes, CD Baby, Amazon. Uh, this is the beautiful digital age where musicians can distribute themselves and we can reach everyone on all corners of the globe just through a computer. And so, okay. like many of our other uh, musical uh, colleagues, it's all, all right. on the internet and on Spotify. It's for free. And next Saturday, down in San Diego at the Del Mar Racetrack with Iration from 4 o'clock to 7 o'clock, come check out a show. It's going to be lots of fun and lots of people, and let's have a good time together. All right. Well, I want to thank you guys for, for being with us, and uh, I'm, I'm going to put on my long earphone cords and go dance some more. The Simpkin Project, <laughs> follow them on uh, follow them on, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Spotify, uh, everywhere that uh, music is sold, and also at www.thesimpkinproject.com. Well, you've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from Cyber Station USA, the Block Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliate. Be here next Friday when we preview a new album by the synth pop gritty alternative rock band The Riggs. First time on radio. That's it for now. Have a great musical weekend. Goodbye, everybody.